When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, as he is every week, is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? And we're going to class it up a little bit. Uh, we're bringing back a good friend of ours to the show. It's been a while since we've had you on, Elizabeth Reese. Hi, you how guys. How are you? I'm good. I miss you. I'm so happy to see both of you. Here's how long it's been, Mike. When uh, Elizabeth and I were exchanging emails about mm-hmm. coming on, because you know Elizabeth's got a brand new partner on Twin Cities Live, I yeah. thought, hey, let's let's have you on again. She said, oh, I'll be up to the studio. She didn't even realize that we, we had... are now podcast format, your own podcast. So that's okay. how long it's been since we've talked to Elizabeth. I said, where are you? Right. Where do I go? Really? Oh, and you've been in this building every day, like multiple times. Oh, I don't open doors if I don't you know don't, where okay. they lead around here. I can tell you that. And it was funny. I was on my way down here, the deep winding hallway. And there are a lot of doors that say no access, and that's good for me mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. I need to know my limits. Yep. I need to be told where I can go and where I can't. No access. But then part of me is like, what is in there? It'll be 15 years for me in November. Oh, my gosh. That's great. You know, it'll be 15 years for me next June. Oh, wow. At the station. Okay. And I still, there are parts of this building I have no idea how to for get to. sure. You know, because someone had asked me, this was, a, this was a, a while ago, maybe a year ago, oh, you just have to go pick that up down at whatever. I said, I have no idea where that is. Every time I have to go to legal to sign my life away here, <laughs> I um, I can't remember where it is that I'm going up there and I got to figure out, you know, I only go up every two to three years depending sure. on the length of my current contractual obligation. <laughs> let, let me ask you something because I, like, I know you and, and Reavers knows you, but when when did you start in uh, you, uh, 15 years ago at Hubbard, but you weren't right. on Twin Cities Live because that hasn't been around 15 years yet, right? Almost. Okay. How so did this I've been work? at, the, I started at the station, um, like two months after Twin Cities Live started. At, at, on the news end. But I was on the news end. Yeah. Okay. So I started oh, as I a morning reporter. That. Yeah. I was hired here as a morning reporter. And, um, Prior to that, I'd been working in Green Bay. I knew you were from Wisconsin. WBAY. Well, okay. I'm from here, but I but oh, I but you went to okay, yeah, gotcha, but I went gotcha. to school there, yep. and then I worked in Duluth, and then I moved um, to Green Bay, and then came here, and um, and so I was reporting for the morning show, and then I just started doing fill in work on Twin Cities Live because the hosts at the time, John Hansen and Rebecca Wood, mm-hmm. John 
and I connected because we were both from Apple Valley. Okay. And we happened to both be living with our parents because we both moved back to Minneapolis for these jobs. <laughs> and our parents happened to live on the streets next to each other. Oh, no Like, way. literally, I could go through the backyard to John's house. It was very comical. And so... Interesting jo- show prep. Right? Yeah. I know. So John and I got to be friends. And then one day, Rebecca was sick. And he said, can you come in and co-host? And because I was working on the morning show and reporting for the morning show, I had my afternoons free. Mm-hmm. And so I came in and did the show and uh, they were looking for a reporter at the time. So the more I started filling in and then they'd occasionally ask me like, hey, we don't have a full time reporter, but would you could you go out and cover this thing for us? And so I started doing it and I was like, oh, my gosh, this show feels like home. Did you have any point in your thoughts of I'm a news person and I want to still do news or or were you more into I like the media, not necessarily the breaking I news? was really ready to move. Oh, I remember okay. having a moment, uh, several moments in the newsroom because there's so many talented journalists who work here. Mm-hmm. And at that time, too, I mean, particularly at that time, I was so young. You know, I was 26 or 27 sure. when I got a job here, 27, I think. So I was one of the youngest ones in the newsroom at the time, and I remember looking around going, I'm not getting the same thing out of this that these other reporters are okay. getting. And um, But I loved TV. I love TV. I love connecting with people. I, I love this community. And so when the Twin Cities Live opportunity started happening, I was like, wow, this is what things could look like. I could just be myself mm-hmm. and um, and still get to tell stories. And I just so want to say that too about you being yourself. I, I've known you now for a while. A long time. You seem the exact same in person <laughs> yes. as you do on TV. You are very authentic. Yeah, I mean, yep. and I, you're not faking. There's nothing faking. No. And you show zero, I mean, zero stress of the situation. Your husband, on the other hand, <laughs> when he was on TV with you. Did you, you watch him? I did not watch him, but I know, I mean, because I know him too. You guys both know Jay. Oh, yeah. We you both know, know Jay. For many That's years. not his skill set. He's, he sells insurance. He does a whole different thing. He's he was, making deals, guys. He, he's, he's a deal maker. So did it feel just super great, totally dominating in, in your professional life? Like, he, I will show you how to do this, honey. I will Don't say, fret. you know, what was good about it was that he, at the end... I mean, I think he's always respected what I do, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I he definitely understands that it's it's a a lot of energy, and he's respectful of that. Like he, w- I remember early on in us dating, um, and we'd gotten in like some sort of fight or something, and he texted me something bef- right before the show, and we were kind of like sparring back and forth, and okay. then it, he realized, oh my gosh, I should have never done that right before the show. Like you have mm-hmm. to do a show, right? And so he's always really respected what I do, but. After that, he gained a greater appreciation. I mean, he filled in co-hosting yeah. probably three weeks ago. It was just at the very tail end, prior to my new co-host starting, mm-hmm. that we had this opening, and people had always said, "Is Jay going to co-host? Is he going to co-host?" And we've been married almost nine years. Yeah, so he's he knows the show. He's been around the block. Yes, and um, he, he at the end he was like just breathed like every <laughs> bit of carbon dioxide in his body was like pushed out, and he was just like. Oh my gosh! And he goes, I cannot believe you do that every day. Mm-hmm. I goes, he goes, I don't know how you could do that every day. You and me- I was like, What? You <laughs> mentioned the text from your spouse. See, that doesn't bother my wife at all. <laughs> I mean, she she knows exactly what time we do this show. And even when I was back on the radio, she would be listening to the show. 
and, and text, text me something about my son or <laughs> I'm busy. Just let leave, leave me be for right now. I know, I know. You do that. It's it's interesting. It's kind of good to set up a little bit of a boundary like that because I can. I need things to be calm at home in order mm. for me to right. really be able to. Well, do you're a what mom. It's it's the mama bear instinct that Dude. then just all of a sudden kicks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot, but it was it was very fun. I almost just said you've been through a lot of guys, but that's not what I wanted to say. I meant to say you've been through some. Truth, co-hosts. you didn't know me during my no, dating no, days. No, but you've been through I some. Co-hosts, very so you, you have, I was you moving have, and a shaking around this town. You have the um, <laughs> you have Ben Lieber now. I know stud extraordinary. I mean, what a get for that show. I mean, that's so cool, right? I mean, Ben Lieber's about as cool as you can get in Minnesota. He's the right? coolest. And then before that, you had Steve Patterson. Who Literally, what, like the guy just should be anywhere. He can do anything, right? And so smooth. Who else have you had on that show? I'm trying to go through so all that. So Chris Eggert hosted the show. He's the morning anchor for Five Eyewitness News. And he hosted the show for like a hot minute. We say it was a pregnancy because he was on for like nine months. Okay. Is that, that was it? He that was to, okay. it. And then prior to that, John Hansen, who started the show, he was on the show for five years. Okay. And then he decided to leave and um, go back to his radio roots. And so his radio management roots. So he did that. And then we brought Chris in and Chris was kind of, I mean, to be honest, he was kind of buried on the weekend, like weekend morning news. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to watch him just because he's very good. Very and I knew yeah. then he was very good. I have a Chris Eggert story very quickly, oh, by the way. Oh, gosh. So my wife went to high school in Wall, Wall, South Dakota. Yeah. And so we were out there for 4th of July two years ago. It was tw- the pandemic summer of 2020. Uh-huh. And we said, okay, we're going to go do this. We're going to go do that, whatever. So we're staying in Wall, but we were we would go to Rapid City or we would go to Mount Rushmore. We do all sorts of stuff. We're driving through Deadwood. This was on a Wednesday afternoon, and I pull up to this four way stop, and I said, "That's Chris Eggert." <laughs> and I rolled chances? out my window and I said, "Eggert," and he said, "Reavers." <laughs> And I didn't realize, I didn't know he was from out He's there. He's from there. And so he said, oh, I'm just, I'm in town visiting family. What are you doing? I said, driving around, just looking for something to do. Because so my wife funny. and kid, both my kids were asleep in the back seat. Only in South Dakota did you just like run into someone at a four-way stop. Right. Yeah. It was just bizarre, but You know, Ben Lieber funny. is from South Dakota, too. I did know that. Yeah, grew yeah. up in South Dakota as well. So, yeah, so Chris was on the show for a hot minute, and then... Uh, of course, the powers that be were like realized how great he was. We need to make him an anchor. Yeah, so they they brought him over to the morning show, which was difficult um, because I was like, oh man, here we go again. But then you know, then we found Steve, and it was so great. And Steve and I were on the show together for seven years, and you know, Holy I cow. just I love him. Like I just he's adore such a great him. guy. Yeah. Yeah, and the hardest part about him leaving is just not getting to spend time with him mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, we just like we'll text each other, and you know, he, he he's always he's like. I'm sure I've been people in the wonder office. why he left. I mean, we uh, did. Did you guys talk about that on Twin Cities? Yeah, Live? we talked okay. about it a lot. You know, he he's been doing radio and television. Mm-hmm. And I did that schedule for a couple years um, where you have a radio show in the morning, a three hour radio show in the morning and then an hour and a half of TV in the afternoon. And it really when he started that, I said, this is not sustainable. Like, it's just too much. Some people can swing it. You know, there are other, I think, media personalities who can maybe swing it. But I think, you know, when you have four kids and you've got like you're busy, like it's Mm -hmm. just a lot and it's a lot of output. And And it's not it's not just the three hours you're on the radio and the hour on TV or the hour and a half on TV. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes around with it right. except for when we do this show well we, we come zero in wing prep. it yes <laughs> well, that's the kind it, of show to have it, it, the best part about the show is you literally came in and you sat down he said hi to us both and then reaver said okay let's quickly turn on the mics <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh our show prep is exactly hi everybody hey, let's how are go you? nice yeah. to see you Elizabeth. that's Thanks the for best coming part over. about podcasts though is then it's just like a real 
it's a real conversation. I, for how long did I beg you to do the show this way? I never wanted to do it. And this he way. resisted and resisted and resisted. And I finally said, Mike, oh. trust me, you're going to love this format. I love the fear of being live on TV or the radio. Like, I, so what's funny. nice about our former radio show, we were on like Thursday nights at six o'clock. Yeah. Me and my mom, my dad, and like two other people were listening. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it really didn't matter what we said, but you could at any point in time really say something that you couldn't draw back. And we don't ever edit the show, but I've said things on the show that I think, huh? Maybe you shouldn't have said that, right? But in radio, you can't do it. It's yeah. out there. It, it's, it's gone. It's true. I don't know. You kind of, you mix the, I love the live element. Like, I love live TV. I love yeah. live radio, all of that. I think it's so fun because you're right. You don't get a second chance. You just do it, and then you you move on, and mm -hmm. you can just let let it go. But there's, like, an intimacy that comes with a podcast that you don't necessarily get. I think because when you're listening to the radio or watching TV, you don't really have, like, earphones in. Mm -hmm. I, when when people put earphones in, it's like, you're in their head. There, I yeah, will you give you an in, example. Yeah, so point. when Garage Logic transitioned from being a radio show to a podcast, we really had no idea what we were doing. Let's be honest. Yeah. We, we did not. And they said, Reavers, just figure it out. I said, oh, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> so what I've, I have discovered is when people would get into the car, and you know Joe's been on the air for 100 years, but when people would get into the car, they just knew that Joe was on in the afternoon, mm -hmm. right? So, okay, he might have the Lake Detective on, or he might be talking to whatever. But now... They are seeking you out, mm -hmm. and they are, you know, they're 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 coming to you, and they're able to now pause the show and restart. So they really don't miss anything. They don't miss mm -hmm. it on the show anymore. Right? They're not listening in eight minutes. It's much fragments. dedicated. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's much more dedicated listening than it ever was as a and radio show. And my biggest complaint is when they go out of town for a week. Oh, he just and I have nothing us. to listen to for a week. I hate it. I, it drives me nuts. I don't I think media people should be able to take time in fact, off. I was <laughs> go ahead and say it, Elizabeth. I was out on the West Coast with my family during the Fourth of July week, and I get a call from Mike. Where the hell are you guys? Yes. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing right now. Just, just get back to the sta content. station yeah, and do something. Right, it exactly. is true. There's podcasts that I listen to religiously, and I I just want to know yeah, when's well, the next one coming. Yeah, like, right. Let's get it back out. Let's get it back on. It's great. It's such a cool medium. So one of the reasons we did want to have you on is uh, talking about your new cult, like Mike just brought up, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Lieber. And I'm a, I'm a fan of his work. I just think his transition from being a player to now a broadcaster, yeah. I'm seriously impressed because... I find myself, and I know he he works for the competition across town, but he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan of his work because I can tell, A, he's not just a former player that's mailing it in. He actually works at his craft. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of guys do that. A lot of guys just think that they can just, oh, I can talk about football because I played. No, I can tell Ben does his homework. So, And that's why when you get, when the announcement was made that you guys were going to bring him on, I thought, oh, that's a perfect hire because he is going to work his butt off to get good at this. He totally does, and yeah. he's worked hard even over the years. So we first had Ben guest co-host the show 10 years ago. Really? Oh, wow. And Yeah, it was, so, it was almost 10 years ago, and that, I think, was the first time that I ever met him, and we just had him come in and guest co-host because, you know, mm -hmm. we have people come in and guest co-host all the time. Sure. And, um, and then I remember having conversations about him because he did some of the fill-in when we were looking for Steve, too. And it wasn't it just wasn't quite the right thing. And what's been so amazing is to see Ben evolve over the years. And like you talked about, to his credit, of working at his craft. And that's exactly how he approaches everything in television. And I remember even just in the last few years, like watching some of his college football sideline reporting and being mm -hmm. like, Ben is so good. Mm -hmm. Like, this is so good. And then I was actually a guest on his podcast probably um, – I don't know, like eight, six or eight months ago. 
And um, and that was the first time that I realized what a skilled interviewer he is and how he's so deeply curious and he's just interested in people. Mm-hmm. He wants to know who they are and what drives them and what makes them tick. And I think that's such a key um, that's just such a key quality to have if you're in a job well, like this I've, one. I've listened to his his podcast quite a bit, and what I've been impressed with is the fact that he doesn't just talk about sports right. or doesn't just talk Not about football. He'll mm-hmm. have a an herb farmer on yeah. from central Minnesota. I, I thought, oh, wow, that's kind of different. And then it's an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. I find myself just listening to it because it's it's an interesting conversation. I've really loved all of your co-hosts, right? But Steve Patterson, when you see Steve, super handsome, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Great hair. Funny, great hair. Yeah, he loves this. Complete gentleman, yeah. right? He's super great. And I'm he like, wants well, to hear all these things. He's If you if Steve's listening, he's going, let's play it again. I thought to myself, well, that's going to be very, very, very hard to replace. And then you go get... Super handsome, tall, <laughs> former professional athlete. Yep. Probably has some money. I was like, not how? a slob like how us. Did, the hell did they get this <laughs> right. guy? I mean, I, I mean, did you? Were you surprised that Ben said, "Yeah, I want to do a daily"? Because first of all, it's not commitment of like, "Yeah, I want to do your show once a week." This a is, lot. "Hey, I want to do your show seven hours a week, and I have to be here." And that—that's commitment. It right? totally is. And yes, and it was interesting because after we did that podcast together, and Ben and I have always had a really good relationship, mm-hmm. and we've known each other, you know, for, since we met sure. on the show, and so. Um, I have always really enjoyed his company. And when we did that podcast episode and then we and then Steve left, he kept just popping into my mind of yeah. like, I should reach out to Ben. I should reach out he's to Ben. But so then good. I kind of thought like, I don't know. I don't know if he what what he's got going on. He might be busy. I don't know if this mm-hmm. is be something he would be interested in. But this is a real I mean, just an, another lesson to me in following my gut and listening to that as um, Ian Punnett and Marjorie Punnett would say, that still small voice within you, Mm -hmm. which is just saying like, I should reach out to Ben. I should just text Ben. I should call Ben. Because I just kept thinking like, I should just see if he wants to give it a shot. And so then I did and he came in and guest co-hosted and it was so great and he was so good at it. And I thought, okay. And I didn't say anything about the job. Mm -hmm. And then like a couple weeks later, I texted him and I was like, hey, do you, would you like to come in and do another day? And do you, when do you have time to grab coffee? And so then we met up, had coffee and I just put it out there. And I just said like, I, I don't know if this is even anything you would remotely be interested mm-hmm. in. And he said, I did not ever think that you guys would be interested in me for this job. Really? Bulk. It was wild. Bulk. And now he's humble <laughs> he too on top of it. I never thought a rich, <laughs> handsome, former professional athlete would ever, anybody would want to talk to me about it. Yeah. That is kind of Ben's uh, deal though. Like he's very unassuming he and is, he definitely uh, is. I think. Well, I've always said, and I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm no, sorry, but there's always been two things in my, and you know, I've, I've done this for a while, but I've always thought that there are two things. And I learned this from a lot of people, two things that are very important when you become a public speaker into the microphone. You have to be humble, but you also have to be self-deprecating. And I think those are two massive qualities that not only he possesses, but mm-hmm. that the best really possess. Because if, you, if you're if you smug, if you take yourself way too seriously, yeah, you can have success. Yeah. But that your perception can also be of someone that's a jerk. Mm-hmm. And but and especially in this market, I think that that's a massive... Uh, he comes off just great. I mean, yeah, he does, he does, does great. Does he read the teleprompter? I he reads the teleprompter. Does he? Yeah, he I remember, I, 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 can I to, type into it? And then, you know, I was able <laughs> to co- co-host once on Twin Cities Live uh-huh. right a long time ago. I do remember and that. And I didn't have to teleprompter read, thank God, because I, 
I can read. I really can. But mm-hmm. reading out loud just doesn't work for me. Like something's mismatched <laughs> in my brain. Right. Like I went to college for nine years. I mean, I can read. I can do this. <laughs> but all I remember rewatching it, because of course you have to rewatch it when you're on TV, is I constantly touched my face. I'm like, the hell am I touching my face for? I'm like rubbing my beard. Yeah. And, but no one, I didn't have the little thing in my ear that said, put your hands down, Mike. Quit touching your face. You it's, notice all those things. You do. I but, notice those things. I've just been in consultant meetings the last couple days with like talent coaches the last two days. And and we were, I was telling a story about how earlier in my career we would sit there and we would watch it. And I realized every time we were in any sort of segment, I would go, love it. I love that. Love oh. this. Love that. Oh, I love it. And I was watching myself going, how can anyone stand to watch you? I'm me and I can't stand to watch this. Well, it's this the is same ridiculous. thing. Like we would have to air check, you know, on, on back in the radio station days. And I hated it. Yeah. I just absolutely, not that I didn't like what we were doing, but I always would say, you idiot, stop talking. It's and hard. then I think, well, I can't stop talking. That's my job. Yeah, you got to keep going. It's, uh, you know, well, take this all the way back to Garage Logic. When Joe said he had never heard himself on the radio never for once. years because he never air checked, he never did it. Yeah. Then, podcasts, he listens to the podcasts every day back all the time. And he's like, it totally changed the way he thought he was doing the show. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. All those years of doing radio for hours. Like 40 years. Yeah, and, and just not really spending a lot of time listening to it because he, he would have to go. He was probably too humble or something to say, will you go get me a tape of the show? I want to critique myself. He just wouldn't do well, that. Well, we should be a, a, a honest about why he started to listen because he kept thinking I was screwing up the show. Okay, This is a true story. That's why he started to listen to it to see if Reavers was screwing oh. up posting the show or whatever. That's why he started doing that it. That makes more sense. And then he thought, well, I'm going to listen to the show now. This is yeah. kind of fun I or like whatever. I like the show. Anyway, so. Oh, that's very fun. It's been a good, um, it's a good run and a good transition. I'm so excited about Ben. And he. How long was the, the, the gap between when Ben first started and when Steve left? How long? Um, About six months. Oh, wow. Yeah, Steve announced. It was actually kind of funny because the whole process now has really been about a year. Because I first t- started talking to Steve um, Steve started talking to me like we had a really good, we had a deal, you mm-hmm. know, we would always have a conversation that if one of us is feeling anything like we're going to move on, we're going to be upfront with the other person sure, right really at the early, beginning yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And so, you know, the first time he told me that, I mean, we're sitting at lunch and I just have like tears mm-hmm. <laughs> streaming down my, I'm sure people thought we were like having a breakup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys oh, are no. so easily good together. I mean, it's so smooth. Yes. It was, um, and so that that was difficult. And then he announced it on the show. Then, you know, I knew that it was kind of stirring in him. And then he made the decision, announced it on the show in September, left in November. And then um, Ben didn't start until June. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really a great way for it to be executed. And, you know, we would have lots of TCLers who are wonderful because they're super invested in the show and mm-hmm. we love that. But it was like, when are you picking a co-host? Oh, Nobody yeah. can stand to work with Elizabeth. Why aren't you picking a co-host? You know, it was the whole thing. I'm sure Facebook was a joy. If Facebook that, is that really during wonderful time. during that time. <laughs> and, um, but I was really intentional about wanting a long buffer time between mm-hmm. Steve and somebody well, else. So make the right even call. when he yeah. left at the end of November, I was like, I don't think... I mean, we would maybe have somebody in at the earliest February, even if we'd found someone I wanted to push it out because Mm -hmm. Steve is so beloved and was beloved on the show. And I think people really needed space to see, you know, going from like Steve and Elizabeth to someone else and Elizabeth, it's, it would be like, oh, I don't like this new step parent that came in. Yeah. It's like, oh, now it's a different couple. Now it's something weird. Yeah. You got to have like a a buffer. It's really smart. And that was um, a really smart idea. And then even like some time to grieve that loss Mm -hmm. and to sort of feel like what that's going to feel like. And Mm -hmm. then. 
And then in the middle of it, I slipped on ice and broke my ankle oh, and like oh, shattered it right. into three I pieces. I know. I, I'm happy you guys You're didn't even notice recovered? my hobbling. I, we're getting there. Okay, but it's, I think I was out with Jay the day that happened because he said, Elizabeth is having surgery. I'm like, well, why aren't you there? And he's like, I'm going there in a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Could that, I might have that might have been around that date, but probably, he was pretty relaxed yeah, at that time. Probably I was like, was. You probably just got him in a whole boatload of trouble. Yeah, too, I mean, so he probably, did. Well, yeah. I told him not to stay at the hospital during the surgery. He probably popped by the club. Yeah, that's, I think that's what happened. <laughs> during I think that's exactly, my surgery, because yeah. I said they were going to make him sit in this tiny room by himself because of COVID. Yeah, he didn't like, want to do that. Sit oh. in this tiny windowless room. And I remember they were like about to wheel me in. And I said, you cannot sit in this room. You're going to have an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. Like I'm if I'm dead, thinking about I know that. I said, if I die on the table, I mean, what this is what I said, I was like, do? what are you going to do? Yeah. You're not going to do anything. Like, mm-hmm. just go. Yeah, he's such a great guy. You married a really great guy. He's, he's so fun. He's good. He's a handful. He's not a good co-host. I, mean, I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I, I'm sure he was. Mike, but Lieber's probably better. My quick Steve Patterson story. Steve lives out near me. Yeah. And so one day I was at a large uh, store that competes with Mike uh, that has orange colors. Oh. And um, I was looking for something, and all of a sudden I hear, hey, Reavers, and I turn around, and there's Steve with 90 kids <laughs> hanging on the side of his shopping cart, and he's just casually going up and down, the, and the kids are knocking stuff all over. He couldn't have been cooler about the whole situation. I go, no. huh. I'm glad we stopped it too. <laughs> I'm just looking at him and his wife and all of their kids are draped on the shopping cart. He has four. Yeah. Four children. It was unreal. Which, it was very you know, funny. I have three and I'm like, what am I doing? My right. life is insane. All right. I don't want to keep you because you got to get going, right? I know. I do have to fix my face okay. and all the things. You know, my hair is definitely not curled. So to our <laughs> listeners that are unfamiliar, where can they see, uh, how can they see your show? Where can they find you guys on social media and all of those things? Twin Cities Live. TwinCitiesLive.com is great because now we're streaming. We're streaming from the website. Oh, you so are? So you can watch us, oh, of course, wow. always on KSTP, which is Channel 5 in yeah. the Twin Cities. Um, and we've got some exciting expansion broadcast markets coming up that Very is going to cool. be in the next few months. We'll tell you about wow. that as news becomes available. And then um, TwinCitiesLive.com, you can stream us at 3 p.m. Central, 3 to 4.30 uh, Twin Cities Live all over social media. And then um, I have a podcast, Best to the Nest, with the aforementioned Marjorie Punnett. Oh, will you please say hi to her next time I for me, please? I absolutely will. It's She's been so a wonderful. hot minute since I've seen Marjorie. She will love to hear from you. Awesome. And um, and then I'm still doing a lot of fill-in work over at My Talk 1071. I'm going to fill in actually with Steve in a, in um, August. So that's always oh, great. Fun. We get yeah. to reunite, and he's definitely still so much part of the Twin Cities. You know what family. you should do with the entire time you're filling in is just talk about Ben. <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. time. Ben is so great. <laughs> would be great. There was a can that really high on so a shelf, great. and he just reached up and grabbed it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Something you probably couldn't have reached. Right. You can just do things. You've like been that. too short. Yeah. Alternate. I'm like, I have to tell you the funniest thing Ben said. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Ben is so. Funny. That would last ben, into segment two, maybe. Yeah, so we did this photo shoot, and I was like, Ben, every picture of you looks so great. <laughs> Even though I'll you do. have no hair, it's almost better than having hair. Oh, that would kill Steve because his hair is so. <laughs> and, and, and then I'll say, and then Ben was telling me about his NFL career and how like super successful he was. And I was so interested. He was so humble about it and so sweet. And we did a segment on his CrossFit workouts. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. Believe, I can't believe it. Yesterday we got 252 emails <laughs> saying how great Ben is on the show. <laughs> So when I fill in on uh, I will, the Donna I will and Steve pay show, twenty dollars if you did that just to start the show and just I to bet see his reaction. Maybe throughout, I could probably get at least I don't know, it's three hours. I could oh. probably get at least like forty-five mentions. It would be funny how long it takes for him to realize that he's being punked on it. Right? That would be kind of good to say. Wait, wait a minute. You're making fun of me now. No. Anyway. Well, thank you so so thank much you, for stopping in. I love you guys. Now that I found you, I'll just keep coming back. No, on seriously, occasion. don't be a stranger. Please, please, please.
please reach out. It's really fun to it's see you both. So good to see you. And bring Thank Jay you. with you next time. Oh, so yeah, Jay can get back in the ass. Actually, no, Jay and Michael just go over to the club, and then you and I can do the show. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! All right, there she goes, Elizabeth Reese from Twin Cities Live. What? 20 minutes before you're about to crack a, a teleprompter here. I gotta go deal with my hair. All right. Thank you, dear. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. All right. So we have to get to the necessary evil conversation. Oh, really? What's that? I put on <clears throat> 4,400 miles in the span of eight days. <laughs> okay. From July 1st to July 9th. That, that seems like even a lot, because how many miles is it to get out to Seattle? I left Hubbard Broadcasting's parking lot mm-hmm. Friday, July 1st. At exactly one o'clock in the afternoon, okay. we did the show. We did Garage Logic a little bit early, and so. And by the way, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but on the Friday before a holiday weekend like that, no, my car here. was maybe one of six in that back parking lot. Oh wow! Lot. Yeah, no one, no so one was here. So I hit the road exactly at one o'clock. I got all the way to Billings, Montana, and I checked into my hotel just after midnight. And you gain an hour sure. because of the time change. So twelve solid hours. Twelve solid hours. I stopped one time for gas. And a quick really break. Okay, uh, it was I believe s- just shy of seventeen hundred from where I started to where our ultimate destination was. After okay. picking up my wife and kids at the airport and then checking it, we we had rented a house mm-hmm. uh, south of Tacoma because okay. I didn't want to stay in the city. And then we did a lot of driving during the trip mm-hmm. because you know you want to go see this and you sure. got to go see the mountains Mount and, yep. and uh and then by the time i got back because i did the northern route there which is going through north dakota montana and then i took the southern route back because that's through you still go the same you know idaho whatever okay but then you go to montana wyoming south dakota wall drug yes home exactly okay. so I will admit one thing right now. You don't want to do that anytime soon. I really don't think I'm going to do that okay. again anytime soon. Yeah, you've been doing. A, you've put a lot of miles on that truck in yeah. the last year, right? Because you've done I, three of those. I added it up. So there's been four road trips that I've that I've done so far this year, mm-hmm. and so far I've been to. 21 of our states. Wow. Just in this calendar year. Wow. That's actually kind of amazing. That's kind of cool. I was, because it was funny. One of the trips that we took when we were out there is we uh, did this clip of the northern part of Oregon. There okay. was a state park that my wife wanted to take the boys to. I said, oh, that's no, that's no problem. And so we went through, I believe it's called Astoria, Oregon, which mm-hmm. is on the border of Washington. You cross this really cool bridge, you go across okay. the river. And um, and that's where the movie Goonies was filmed, which we Love it. which we didn't know until after we had uh, went through. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. um, so all of a sudden William starts saying, "Dad, the, the truck's been in a lot of states this year because he keeps track of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff." I was, oh yeah, so yeah, we started adding him up. I'm like, "Oh my god, I've been to 21 states so far this year." Now that's that kind of makes me think you need to maybe go for more. Right? That's exactly where my mind was yeah, kind of like, going. But I, I will say this. I was wiped when I got yeah, back. Yeah. I mean, to the point where I'm still like kind of dragging rear end. Well, 800 miles in a day. That's a long day. And did I did it very casually coming back, by the mm-hmm. way. There I had a mission because I had a yeah, family to yeah, pick up, to pick you know, up at, at the airport. airport yeah. But on the way back, it was because they flew home Thursday, whatever Thursday was. And so I could take my time getting back because I didn't have to be to work till Monday. Oh, so you didn't pick them up at the airport here? No, because okay, my wife good. had driven to MSP, oh, parked, okay. and then they flew there. And then and That then makes they... me feel way better because oh, then yeah. you didn't have to hustle like, okay, I have to leave a day early. And then... No, 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 okay. no. That was definitely, definitely not happening. I, you know, I think that's weird. 
I'm going to just go no, ahead. You're not just, alone. Okay. Cause you're I, not alone. I, I know you and I've known you for many, many years. You seem like a pretty normal guy. That is really <laughs> abnormal. That is a really, I've never heard of anyone doing this. So, and I get the fact that renting a car is super expensive. I, but also gas is super expensive, oh, right? Yeah. And, especially but, out there. Yeah, especially out there. But you need to rent a car anyways and put gas in that rental car. So I, I get that maybe it's a money equalizer. This was probably, though, the first time where it financially did not make it sense. Didn't, it, maybe it was too long of a trip, it, right? That, and that's exactly why. You're going why. to Kansas. that You can do that in a day. Correct. It's not a big deal. Going okay. to South Dakota, not that big of a deal. No, but yeah, okay. that, that was the first time where I started to crunch the numbers and went, Boy, I, I don't think I really saved saved any money at all by yeah. doing it this way. But you know what? I, I went through a bunch of st- drove through a bunch of states that I had never been to before, so there that was kind of cool. Yeah. These, by the way, one of the coolest cities I drove through, and I I know I'm I will tell you what it is. What? Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh my God! People love Coeur d'Alene. Was I right, Mike? It's stunning. Yep. You drive, so you're on Interstate 90, mm-hmm. all right, because you rejoin 90 and 94, join forces again in Billings. In fact, I think that's where 94 ends, is in is just uh, east of Billings. I'll believe you. But you go through the mountains, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you're, you're going up the hill, and like, what is this bleeping yes. town? Yep. Holy cow, yep. this is amazing. And apparently, I learned this because the lady that we rented the house from, She's originally from there. How do you okay. pronounce it again? Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Right off the freeway. She is so she grew up there and she and her husband then relocated to Tacoma, south of Tacoma, Washington. And she said that that massive lake that you see mm-hmm. right off the freeway that's in there. And Mike, this I was driving through there Saturday afternoon of Fourth of July weekend. There had to and it was 90 degrees. Okay. There had to have been seven million boats on this lake, oh, right? Wow. She told me that they they do not know how deep that lake is. That's how deep it is. Really? That the, I think, she say Navy? The Navy uses that lake to train divers. Really? Yes. Hmm. I thought that was fascinating. That's interesting. I I, I bet you someone does know how deep it Probably. is. Probably. It doesn't it seem like, for a better in story. today's world, we can just kind of shoot a laser from that we bought at so, uh, Walmart down there and say, did oh, you, it's... Did you know that because you visited there? Um, I have never been to Coeur d'Alene. Actually, I think I've driven through Coeur d'Alene when I did those trips when I was a kid, right? But I didn't see the beauty like you guys did. Um, but my wife has a sister that lives out in Seattle, and she worked for Amazon, and they were oh, moving oh, her sure. back and forth because during COVID, she didn't have to be there and so on. Yep. So they took some trips and they stopped at Coeur d'Alene and my wife is just like, it's the most beautiful spot I've ever it's been in. It's amazing. Yeah, she would move there in a heartbeat. Yeah. And there's and a nice golf course. And yeah, yeah. Oh, trust <laughs> me. She doesn't want me to move with her, but she would move there in a heartbeat. So she loves it. All of her family loves it. They make the, they plan the trip, even though on the way out of Seattle, Coeur d'Alene's not that long of a drive, right? It's, um, I would say four yeah, hours. Yeah, but they stop there to spend the night in Coeur d'Alene, yeah. even just with that short because I would say it's probably an hour east of Spokane. Okay. And Spokane's right yep. on the border. Yep. Or so close, yeah, close isn't border. that funny that I guessed the exact? Oh uh, well, yeah. I'm not shocked because yeah. it because you obviously know it's mm. it was just gorgeous. Because in fact, I even told my wife I said, you know, it's too bad you guys aren't coming back with me because mm. I and honestly I was expecting them to have delays because the the airports were a complete nightmare. Yeah. They didn't have one second of delay either getting there or coming back. That's nice because they're. Definitely sounds like there was going to be like we're going to cancel half of es- our flights, especially getting out there because that was the f- uh, excuse me the Saturday afternoon of a busy travel weekend. Mm-hmm. But they did they had they had zero issues. Because I said, well, if you guys if something happens to your flight, we have to you guys have to ride back with me. Let's let's stay there a night. 
Yeah. You know, because it was it was really cool. My brother took a trip over the Fourth of July, and he went to you know across the pond. He went to Europe, and uh, they lose his luggage. So he oh, says, "Oh, no. that's a problem." So um, they yeah, tell say. him a date. He gets there on the fourth, and they tell him they'll have his luggage back to him on the eighteenth. And he's like, well, "I'm going to be home by the." 18th by like five days. You're what are you kidding doing? Me. No. So he still doesn't have his luggage. It's like, wait, what? And they know where it is. It's in at the Charles de Gaulle airport in France. They know where it is and they just can't get it to him. And he's like, huh, that seems a little weird that you know where it is. You told me you could get it, but they're having these crunches of just no people to do it. Just well, they and, don't have the people to do so it. So here's what really irritates me. And, it, and I'm not going to just single out the airports, even though this is a, an airport complaint. Mm-hmm. But everyone keeps saying, and and it, we, we work with a guy that worked mm-hmm. at the airport, and I'm not ripping him either, but it's, oh, yeah, because of COVID. No, 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 no. You idiots made decisions based on your own COVID protocols mm-hmm. that are now coming home to roost. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yes. Rearing its ugly head, coming home to roost, whatever. Yeah. But d- that's why it, it infuriates me to the point where it says, well, because of the pandemic. No. Because of the pandemic means one thing. Because of your Bleeping decisions you made as a result of the pandemic is something completely different. Yeah, but you know, in all fairness to them, when no one is on a flight for a year and you're looking at a pilot that makes two hundred thousand dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. and you think to yourself, should we keep paying him his two hundred thousand dollars or should we get rid of that pilot because we're doing zero business for the next year? And because we, they didn't know. True. Who, but kn- who knew? But everybody knew that at some point we were going to return to normalcy. We? I remember just to go back to we were still doing the beer show. Yep. And you had said to me, "This is going to be serious, COVID." Because I, I I made a joke about COVID. Do you remember that? I do. Okay, it was a classic joke. Maybe the best <laughs> joke I ever had. Made a joke about COVID. If you want to go look it up, it's pre-COVID. But and you turned to me after the show and you said. I think this is going to be serious. Someone that I know at the airport, not rookie, someone at the airport said they might start canceling flights. And I looked at you and I said, Reavers, you're high. That's never going to happen. We're never shutting down the airports. I was wrong by a whole lot. And you were pretty right about it. Well, and I remember, too, because the weekend before everything really shut down, I was still bartending. Oh, wow. And I remember that we were still kind of getting on that edge of, Man, are we going to be okay? Because I remember that the place that I worked for, and you know the owner of that of that mm-hmm. place, and he and I are, are, are friends. And I said, "Are we still going to stay open?" And he said, "Yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. Why wouldn't we stay open?" I'm thinking, well, I mean, yeah. I never once. Yeah, of course, I had concern like everybody sure, sure, else sure. did. But it's like, well, you know what? Yeah, I might, I might, I might get sick, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'm I'll be fine, and whatever. And, yeah, yeah. and so I wasn't really like that fearful. But I thought, well, that's kind of weird that everything else is kind of starting to shut down a little bit. And then, mm. of course, after that weekend, everything shut down. But yeah. I remember leading up to that, going, "This is going to be." problematic here yeah this seems weird like there's too many people in this room i remember to, to go back and have memories of this time period someone in anoka like a 35 year old triathlon triathlete i remember got super story. sick in, mm-hmm. in anoka like horribly sick mm-hmm. and i because i had this opinion that oh it's really only affecting old people there's been four people in new york who've had it and then all of a sudden someone in Anoka, and I'm like, well, I've been to an Anoka, like, right. you know, and he's 35, and a, oh, maybe he's horribly obese. Oh no, he's a triathlete, huh? Uh, you know, I'm trying to rationalize why he got it, right. and I, I hope he's still alive today. I don't know if he survived or not, but it was like, oh, that seems really real now. All of a sudden, like that is not good. I'll never forget too. There, one of the first cases um, was in Carver County. Okay, and I'm on a. <laughs> 
at the time, I was still living in Carver, uh, the city of Carver mm-hmm. at the time, and my wife and I belonged to this neighborhood Facebook group or whatever. Okay. And that just became ridiculous. Oh, no. I wonder who it is. I bet it's... And I thought, oh. you people are sitting here speculating about your own neighbors. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. You it all was, look childish and petty. It was a weird time. Yeah. I wonder what, we, what we're going to look back and say 10 years from now, 15 years from now. Because we did shut down... Well, we're the United seeing the States. effects of it right uh, now. Yeah, I know. 9.1% inflation. Yeah, that's not good. No. Yeah, if I'm, I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but 9.1% inflation seems like a high level of inflation. They're going to have to bump up interest rates to slow the economy down, but then you just put everybody into recession if they go a little too far, and then, you know, our recession becomes the world's recession, and that's maybe not what we want. Right. You no. need a good war. Good war gets everybody out of recession, <laughs> right? Ca- well, you got to make a lot of bombs, and those God, bombs you're never going to run for yeah. president. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, but that's usually what gets everybody out of recession, because you're like, hey, the economy's slowing down, let's build millions of bombs and blow them up, right? It's all just, I don't know, maybe it's not the best idea. Well, it is what it I'm is. I'm not praying for a war, I can promise you that. Uh, so, yeah, so I did make it home safe and sound, uh, and honestly, knock on wood, very little issues. I mean, I did, because you're in unfamiliar territory, the one thing I was going to mention is gas was a pretty big issue, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Not yeah. only the yeah. price of gas, but there were stretches where I'm thinking, huh, my uh, gas light went on about 20 miles ago, and oh no, I, there was a part where I thought, I'm going to have to walk. Oh, no. Because, you know, you you try to think, okay, well, it's been 20 minutes since I saw this town or whatever, because you don't want to have to keep stopping, but at the same time, you're thinking, boy, I sure hope I see a gas station here sometime soon, and I'll never forget this. It was to the point where I thought, okay, I'm going to have to push this damn mm-hmm. thing, and I see this tiny little wood shack that had a gas pump in oh. it, and I'm thinking... Oh, thank God. Yeah. So I pull up. It's closed. Oh, no. As in, like, it hasn't like, been open yeah, for years. Yeah, been out of years. business for years. Okay. And I went, oh, no. But it just so happened that somebody had been driving by. I said, hi, I, I'm not from here. He said, don't worry. There's a shell four miles this way. Okay. So I thought, oh, thank God. Had yeah. that guy not been there, I would have been completely screwed. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I wouldn't let my car ever get that low. I well, normally, about, I don't either. Yeah, I'm about a halfway guy. I'm like, oh, look at First of all, it makes it feel a little bit better because I'm like, I'm only putting in $84 worth of gas instead of $164 worth of gas, right? Yeah. I know 84 and 164 are not halfway, but I knew you know you what I meant. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so everything. Did you watch good. fireworks? Uh, we did, although in, I did not realize this because I had made a purchase on my way there because, boy, you want fireworks in Montana? You got fireworks. We're going to get you some fireworks. Yeah. But apparently it's frowned upon in the state of, of Washington Oh, to the point that the lady that we were renting the house from said, yeah, I wouldn't light those off because, A, she didn't want that to happen, mm-hmm. which I completely respected. Yeah. But she said... You don't know if someone's walking by, you'll get a citation. I said, well, what about the Antifa me? kids throwing fireworks? They're oh, doing that's it different. all. That's oh, peaceful okay, protest. they can do it. Yeah, no, that's, okay, that's got totally it. different. We, my, I had the proudest moment with my girls. All three of my girls and I went to uh, uh, our local city's fireworks display, and I put a smile on my face, and I said, of course we're going to go. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I've seen a firework, right? I, I've been there, done that. But I'm, I'm a new man, right? And I'm passionate about things again. And I said, let's go, girls. Let's hop in the car. We drive over there. Beautiful night. Nice. I mean, beautiful night. We get there, and we're watching a little bit. And my youngest turns to me and says, you know, maybe we should just go. And I said, well, I think there's like 10 minutes left. And she's like, we should maybe beat the crowd. And then she turns to her older sister and says, do you guys want to go? And they're like, yeah, you know what? We should probably beat the crowd. And I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Saddle up. And we beat. And we, 
only people going the opposite direction. We were literally the only people going the other way. And I just looked and I said, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud that you just thought to yourself. You've turned into a 50-year-old you've, you've man. turned into a 50-year-old man who's just a curmudgeon and says, I want to beat all of these people out of here because if I'm stuck in the car for an extra 30 minutes and I think I need to pee, I'm screwed. Yeah. So they're like, let's get out of here. And I was like, this is fantastic. I gave them all kisses on the forehead and said, you're the best kids any guy could ever offer. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, and I'll leave you with this. Yes. Um, Fourth of July morning. Um, I did drag the family to the movie theater one more time. You did not. Yeah, I had to. You're obsessed with that movie. And, and there's a, one email that loves the show but hates that I keep bringing up Top Gun Maverick. So mm-hmm. this is a very brief bringing up. But I, I did watch it for the for the fifth time in the theater. Fifth time in theaters, huh? On, on America's birthday. You know how they say every man is on the spectrum, right? And like you're super, super heterosexual, but yet Tom Cruise is your guy where you like, and here's I, the thing. you would date Tom Cruise in a heartbeat. Don't you're, say you wouldn't. No, you, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to explain. I'm not really the world's biggest Tom Cruise fan. Mm-hmm. I am a Maverick fan. Okay. A huge Maverick so, fan. So his character. Yeah. You would date for and sure. There's a couple uh <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, Days of Thunder. I thought I I like Days it's of Thunder. Great in Days of Thunder. Uh, but I'm not a Mission Impossible guy. Okay, all right. So uh, you have your limits. Yeah. I'm okay. trying to think of any th- Oh, uh, I did like him, uh the lawyer movie. Help me. Uh Few Good Men. Yeah. It was a great movie. You can't handle the truth. Um I'm trying to think of I th- there's some other ones, but yeah, oh yeah. I'm not a the big Tom okay, Cruise so it's I'm, not Tom Cruise per se. No, it's it's Maverick. Okay, it's that, Maverick. that's why I'm that's why I'm so. Should with. I like? Should we give you a nickname? Hey, why don't listeners, if you have a chance, and you think Reavers needs a call sign, we already have it. What is yours? Town Ball. Oh, is that it? Okay, I thought yeah, we didn't. We do the, the Maverick. No, because you told the whole story, but the, the machine didn't work, oh, so you didn't right. actually run them. <laughs> we almost came up with our own call sign. From the, All right. Well, from, if you can think of some others, send them in. Yeah, really why good. not? We'll Shoot read us them. Why not? Uh, thank you, Michael Rivers. You're the best. Thank you again to Elizabeth Reese for joining us on this week's edition for the Weekly Scramble. That's Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll do this again next week. Until then, cheers.